All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Me Something segment or series that I've done uh, once already before. For those of you that don't know what this is, basically on my personal social media at arielmartinez.tv, on specifically the story section, I always make a post randomly for you guys to ask me questions. And these are the questions that I go ahead and answer on this video. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. First question, how can I pull myself together to get off the couch and work? What a way to start. Uh, you just answered your own question. Pull yourself together, get off the couch, and work. That's as simple as I can make it. Uh, Steadicam or gimbal? So for the way that I work, I'm more leaning toward gimbal because of the ease of use. It's a lot more efficient with traveling and moving around a lot. But I do know that Steadicam is a preferred method of, of uh, image stabilization in higher-end projects. But it definitely takes a more specialized individual to, to operate that. It takes a lot of practice to really get that Steadicam working the way that you want it to work. So that's my experience with that. What's the best way to learn Premiere Pro? So when I first started, I actually started on Final Cut Pro 10. Uh, I'm lying, actually, I started on iMovie, then I went over to Final Cut Pro 10, and it was very, very simple. That's one of the things I do like about Final Cut Pro 10, that when you're starting off, you're learning, it's very user-friendly, and Apple intentionally makes it that way, um, just like with other products. However, when I wanted to continue to grow and get better, it was very limiting, so that's when I transitioned over to Premiere Pro. But that transition actually was a lot easier because I started on Final Cut. When I started on Final Cut, I was able to find out what a timeline was, what a source monitor is, what a preview monitor is, where my footage is going to be held. And it was actually quite similar when I transitioned over to Premiere Pro. Just needed to know their terminology and kind of how they have everything laid out. And I was pretty much good to go. How do you deal with clients that always try to get you to do things outside the scope of your work? This is a very, very good question. Uh, so when I start any kind of project, I always want to make sure I find out exactly what they're asking for. Um, if they want it a specific certain way, I try to ask as many questions as possible to really understand what it is that they're trying to do. I need to know what their budget is, what it is that uh, they're willing to pay for this project. One of the things that you don't want to do is accept the project without knowing your own limits or without being very certain that you can actually pull it off because that's very dangerous to do, especially if you're getting paid ahead of the project if you're asking for a down payment and all that stuff and money's already invested into you and you finishing that project you definitely want to don't want to find yourself in that situation so that being said i am a huge advocate of actually accepting projects that you've never done before and then figuring out how to do it now if they're asking for something that they did not originally ask before you got started uh, that's when you definitely and there's a nice way to do this but you can let them know that this is going to require some more time or you might have to bring somebody else in that is actually specialized in doing that but in return that's actually going to cost more money you definitely don't want to be taken advantage of and i know clients do tend to do that whether they know it or not just be polite about it and bring it up and say well you know this is definitely going to take time we did not originally agree on this but it's okay i can get somebody to do this or i can do it myself it's going to take more time it's going to actually be more money as well so uh there's ways to do that and uh, the way you do it is actually uh just let them know in a nice way en qué estás trabajando ahora So ahora estoy trabajando en muchos documentales. Uh, en estos dos tres semanas voy a estar viajando mucho. Voy a ir a las Bahamas, voy a ir a Minneapolis y voy a ir a Michigan. Y voy a estar haciendo proyectos ahí documentales con clientes y todo eso. Y también estoy editando cosas para Tyant. So. 
How did you get into this? Very simple. I picked up a laptop when I was in college, started editing, fell in love with it, and just started really diving into it with my church. Uh, I've told the story many, many times. One thing led to another. One day they just said, just do it, start doing this for money. And I just started doing it for money. Everything was just basically the Lord on my life. Thoughts on Sony FS5 versus Evil One. I highly think that the Evil One is much better. It's a much better option. It's a much more versatile uh, camera with regards to recording formats. I do think that they're very, very similar cameras. However, for the price at this point, I think that I mean the FS5 is just so, so cheap right now. If you're willing to pay a few thousand dollars more to get the Evil One, I don't think it's a bad investment, but... The, the FS5 at this point, the recording formats, the fact that they don't give you 10-bit and 4K and all that stuff, it's it's a bummer for me. Or even 4K 60p, that's a huge bummer for me. But for the price difference, I think that that kind of justifies that. You, the rest of it, you kind of have to make the decision on your own. What do you need the camera for? Is that stuff important to you or do you just want quick running gun kind of videos that you can just get done quickly? From what I understand, the Panasonic files are also much heavier, so consider that. So... How do you do invoicing? Uh, so I use QuickBooks. QuickBooks is uh, QuickBooks Online more specifically. It's actually a very simple and easy way to get your books gathered and coordinated and send invoices and estimates and, and keep your clients in one database. I don't dive too far into it. I just make sure that all my transactions, my profit and loss and everything, all my company finances are in there so that when tax time comes, I'm able to just provide my tax guy with just the information that he needs to do my taxes. Awesome podcast. Thank you. Are you working on the project? If yes, which one is that? I'm not sure the, what the project means, but currently I'm working on a horse of a different color. I'm working on Zion. Um, and those are the two main projects that I actually have going on. A horse of a different color is definitely going to take a lot longer uh, than we anticipated. Zion should be out very, very shortly. I know it's been taking forever. Uh, because of some complications that we've had with our own work and all that stuff, but it's actually moving along, along quite nicely and should be done very, very soon. Favorite camera setup to use on a shoot? That is almost impossible to answer because it's really depending on what the shoot requires. I really love my FS5 when it's decked out with the V-Lox and the Atoma Shogun Inferno and even using it with my easy rig and uh, and the follow focus and all that stuff it, it, it looks like a legit setup but oftentimes it's crazy overkill for what i needed for it. therefore i just pull out my gh5 and just get the footage that i need and i'm in and out fairly quickly you know that's a lot more convenient so it really depends on what it is that i'm shooting and what uh where it's ultimately going to end up do you think the new nikon mirrorless camera can compete to the sony's I'm not sure. I'm not very familiar with Nikon cameras. Um, never really have. Maybe I should start looking into that and what they're actually dishing out. I have heard a few good things about them, but I really have not looked into it. I never thought twice about uh, getting any type of Nikon camera. I've never seen Nikon as a video SLR for that matter. So I just don't see myself even considering that. But maybe my mind can be changed. Who knows? Any advice for a novice filmmaker? I'm struggling. Just continue to learn, 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 learn. You need to live on YouTube, continue to make projects. Even if you don't have projects to make, do something that will allow you to continue flexing your creative muscles. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And that is true with the real muscles. That is also true with your creative muscles. You need to continue to practice, continue to work on your craft and continue to do uh, the kinds of jobs that you wanna do. Learn from every single video that you make and just never stop learning, never, never uh, grow tired of ever doing that. So that is my advice to you. Can I hop 
in on a shoot trying to get some more experience. I've had a lot of requests for people to come in on on my shoots. Um, that is very difficult for the way that I have to move in, for the way that I have to work. More, more often than not, if I absolutely need a production assistant, I'm more than happy to just take your information and have you kind of in a database. I do have a, a, a list of PAs that I use for local work. And if you're interested in doing that, you can absolutely uh, do that. You can email me at, at arielmartinez.tv. It's ariel at arielmartinez.tv. Shoot me an email with your information, perhaps a reel of things you've done. I would love to add you to that list and see maybe we could ever one time work together. Ninja and Inferno or Ninja V? Uh, those are two different monitors for two different purposes. So I, if I'm not mistaken, the Ninja V is definitely a much smaller five inch monitor. It's for H, it uses only HDMI. It's really meant for like the Panasonic GH5. I definitely am looking forward to obtaining that for that reason because I have the, I don't have the Ninja Inferno actually. I have the Shogun Inferno, which is kind of like the step up from the Ninja Inferno. And uh, it has SDIs and stuff, but it, I think it's super overkill for my GH5, even though I like to, I have used it with the GH5 before and I love the footage. It's just way too big for the camera. So that's why the Ninja V is gonna be a, a perfect setup for the GH5. What is your biggest filmmaking wish that you want to become true in your career? So one of my biggest dreams is to really do uh ministerial filmmaking so i really am passionate about my ministry and and my walk with christ and my biggest dream is to really make films related to to to, to christ and christianity and kind of films or documentaries that kind of allow us to see uh, our faults as human beings and how we need christ in our lives uh, to really push forward in this life because everything that we see everywhere, whether it's in the news or in Washington, anything that's happening is there's I, I've always seen one common denominator, and that is the lack of manhood that uh, this nation and this world really uh, is suffering through. So um, I think making films related to that kind of helping humanity come to that realization that without men standing up and stepping up, uh, for what they believe in and and really uh, you know setting the tone for for future generations uh i think this whole country this whole world is really going to continue to spiral out of control but that's that's where i'm at i i really want to do films related to that and i would love to do that full time but for now obviously i'm right where i believe the lord has me i guess preparing me for for that step in my life at the end of the day it's really god's decision when that actually takes place donde naciste eres latino Bueno, yo nací aquí en los Estados Unidos, pero yo soy cubano nicaragüense. Mi papá es cubano, mi mamá es nicaragüense. Yo soy americano, nací aquí. Y sí, soy latino. Is it ever too late to start a filmmaking career? I don't think it's ever too late to start a filmmaking career. Obviously, there are definitely variables that you should always consider when starting your career. When I started, I was still living with my parents. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. I didn't have major responsibilities or expenses that I needed to be uh, accountable for. Obviously, with more responsibilities, things just get a little more complicated when you're trying to start a career. So you have to consider those kinds of variables when starting. But no, I don't think it's ever too late to start a filmmaking career. But what I would always suggest to anyone is if you don't absolutely love it, if money was not a factor in your life, would you still do filmmaking? And if the answer is yes, then I would suggest, yeah, you absolutely do love it. But if the answer is no, you would do something else, I wouldn't recommend you start a filmmaking career because it's very gratifying when you have clients that really like your work. Uh, but oftentimes, you're gonna have to work really hard to get that sense of gratification from your clients. So that's why I say you really have to love what you do and you have to love the work that you do um, to really get a sense of satisfaction for the work that you're doing. So that's why I would say, uh, it's not too late. Consider your variables, but really consider if you really love it or not.
How old were you when you bought your first red camera? Well, I never actually bought a red camera. I worked with an agency that actually had me keep the camera, so it wasn't really mine. But maybe in the future, I would buy a camera. That's a red camera. That's actually a great possibility for me. But for now, not yet. Ronin S or Crane 2? I'm leaning more toward the Ronin S for a very specific reason, and that is the, the focusing. From what I understand, the Crane 2 has issues with uh, connecting with certain cameras, including the GH5 with that focus wheel that it has. But I think that the Ronin S would be the one that suits me, even though I do hear that it is significantly heavier. You know, that's something I'm okay with, so long as it comes with increased flexibility with how I can use it and whatnot. So yeah, I think the Ronin S is the one that I'm gonna be going with uh, soon. So there you have it guys, these are the questions that were submitted. Remember that if you wanna have me answer your questions, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at arielmartinez.tv and you can uh, be pendant on those random posts where I just ask you to ask me something and I'll just answer them here on this uh, platform. So thank you guys for sending your questions. Don't forget to subscribe over to the iFilmmaker YouTube channel. Make sure you catch our live episodes and hopefully we'll be back for another episode very soon. Catch you on the next one.